next level, the ver next version of me is emerging and I'm about to release a group program that is really about um, beginning to live synchronistically. I, I've been studying quantum physics in addition to all the other things that I've been studying for years and have figured out literally in my own life and in my clients' lives how to create synchronicity, which means your life looks like magic. So just in time, right? Awesome. <laughs> That's, that sounds pretty cool. Welcome to the Innovative Founder, the show where entrepreneurs get real. real. These are the raw, the gut-wrenching, often hilarious, sometimes shocking, and definitely entertaining stories of innovative business founders who are making their beautiful dent in the world. No BS, no posturing, and no narcissists allowed. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the unscripted adventures on today's episode. Now, here's your hairless hosts, Bob Regneris and Brandon Boyd. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Innovative Founder. How's everybody doing out there in internet land? We're very hello, excited. Hello. There's Bob chiming in. We're so excited today, and we're going to start this show, this episode, with just to prepare you, the audience, a little bit. Usually, you know, Bob and I are bantering about our extremely interesting lives. You know, me getting smashed in jujitsu and Bob on the golf course. There's only so much of that you can you can hear. Um, but today we have a very interesting conversation with our guest, and it has to do with modalities of healing and awakening and spirituality and spirit guides and guardian angels and that type of conversation. So. If you're someone who's curious um, yeah. you're, about that, you're going to enjoy the show. If you're someone that maybe you're not there yet, maybe there's some resistance around the idea of using different types of, you know, plant medicines, tools, or even the whole idea around, you know, voices talking to you and giving you guidance. <laughs> I don't know if this is a show for you today. Bob, what are your thoughts? Well, I think, I, I think this, there is a larger awakening going on in the world even those that are staunch in their belief systems have to agree that things shifted quite a bit during the pandemic mm -hmm. and i know the circles we walk around in the stuff we're going to talk about today is normal conversation mm -hmm. all right now it doesn't mean that you're comfortable with all of it. it doesn't mean you're participating in all of it it doesn't even matter if you believe all of it what we try to do on this show is get people to give their personal stories, right? And it's not about us judging them. It's about us being curious. And this show is about, I think, ultimately curiosity. You and I are curious people. We investigate things. We experience things. We chase after those things. Like things are very, I'll say it this way. We value experiences over things. Like if Absolutely. you and I had... 100%. A million dollars, 80% of it would be invested in experiences if we had to spend it. It wouldn't Absolutely. be things, right? So, you know, if, if you're the type of person that chases after things, you might look at this show or even look at this conversation and be like, ah, you know, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what we know about entrepreneurs, what we know about innovative founders is they're ultimately curious people. They investigate things. They, they also withhold judgment. I think yes. yeah. they're, they're willing to go deep on something just to investigate it. Now at the other end, if it's not for them, not useful, they move on. And so I think this would be a great example of this, like, Hey, 
let's listen to this guest. Let's listen to the show and just see how it, you know, how it resonates with us. Mm -hmm. Maybe you'll get her book. Maybe you'll investigate resources. That's great. Again, I think what you and I are trying to do here is just be ourselves. And you and I are just curious people mm. and we don't dismiss anything, <laughs> right. right? If it's yeah. a personal story, personal testimony, if you will, like let's investigate it. Let's figure Absolutely. out what this is, you know? I, and I love it. Yeah. And, we're, and we're, what are we investigating? People's experiences and, yeah. and how fun and, and what can we pick up and what can we learn along the way? And I think that's one thing I love about you know, the plant medicine community. I don't know if I like the word woke community, but, but, but people like the entrepreneur community is that we're always just kind of asking questions and asking yeah. what if, and what about, and Ooh, that's interesting. And how come, and it, that's the fun of the journey, right? That's yeah. the experience of entrepreneurship is, Oh, well, that kind of sucked. Let's try something else. Um, and relishing in that, you know, the, the experience of experiencing it. Well, look, if you're truly innovative, you're not following somebody else's plan. Exactly. I mean, exactly. The, you you may follow in somebody's footprints, their example, their model, but if you're truly innovative, you are not following somebody else's blueprint. Exactly. So I, I think for, for those folks that truly consider themselves innovative and seek and, and seeking and curious, this shows they're gonna love it. Holly, I love the name, Hollywoods, right? It's it's like <laughs> she didn't get any shit for that growing up. None. No, Thanks, not at Mom all. And Dad. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know I think the best way to just describe Holly is Holly is a is a human being that's been through a lot of suffering, who has a ton of gifts, who is evolving and figuring things out just like the rest of us. And she, I guess, in her own words, her purpose on this world in this life is to help others find their purpose. And she gives a lot of great examples. Again, her name is Holly Woods. Uh, Brandon, what's her website? Did you write that down? Website is emergenceinstitute.net. You got it. Emergenceinstitute.net. She's also the author of a book uh, called The Golden Thread. Mm. I think it's already on the way to your house, Brandon. Yeah, <laughs> Amazon, I just right? dropped it in my Amazon cart. I'm excited about it. Yeah, so I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation. So uh, please prepare yourself and enjoy our new friend, Holly Woods. Hi, listeners, innovative founders. Welcome back welcome, to the welcome. show. How are all of you today? We are excited to talk with a new friend today. Her name is Up in Lights. It's not one. It's Holly Woods. So it's not Hollywood. But it's Holly Woods. <laughs> So she is infamous in her own domain. And just like the Hollywood sign, Holly, your name is probably up in lights for your clients, right? <laughs> well, no, actually, I, I think they consider me pretty, pretty down to earth. But I've, I've been teased about my name most of my life. So yeah, right. right. Thanks, mom. Yeah. Thanks, dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dad. yeah. that's not going to that's not going to cause any issues. <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome, Holly. Um, Thanks. Excited to have this conversation with you today. We uh, what? T tell us this. Let's just start off. What is going on right now? What projects? What are you involved in? What are you doing right now that you're really excited about? What's happening? So I've been doing this my work in the world for a while. I'd say about thirty years, though it has evolved. I work primarily with 
founders, innovators, visionaries, people who have a knowing that they have something inside, a purpose, a reason to be here that they want to release into the world to have more impact and fulfillment and joy. And, and often those people don't know specifically what it is and how to create that, how to unleash it. And so I help them get deep purpose clarity um, you know, the one of a kind version of you that came here to do what you're intending to do and then build products or business or realign their career with that so they can live more purposeful, impactful and meaningful lives. I've been, like I said, I've been doing this for most of 30 years, along with a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm usually got three to five careers going at a time. And recently, though, what's really exciting is, is I'm actually my next level, the ver next version of me is emerging and I'm about to release a group program that is really about um, beginning to live synchronistically. I, I've been studying quantum physics in addition to all the other things that I've been studying for years and have figured out literally in my own life and in my clients' lives how to create synchronicity, which means your life looks like magic. So just in time, right? Awesome. <laughs> well, that's That sounds pretty cool. Good. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. So gonna, that's that's just something. This. Yeah, this is something kind of new for me. Tell me what what you mean by that, and then maybe share a story from a client where like you realize this or what that really looks like for them. So I don't, I'm not sure what part of the what does that mean, but synchronicity. Yeah. So most of us know synchronicity as you know. I thought about somebody and then they called. And and or you know many of the ver many different versions of that and because I've had a lot of this in my own life in the last year, several years, but especially the last year. And I'll I'll just nutshell. I had COVID twice last year. The first time it was very serious near death experience. I finally came out the other side and I woke up and I was told to go read a book. I'm very psychic, connected, you know, hear lots of voices and like, really, I'd rather go just get some food. I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. read a book. I went and read the book that I'd read before called The Short Path to Enlightenment by John Brunton. I opened up the page, read the page and had this massive awakening experience far beyond anything I'd ever had where I was told, you know, you're God. And for several hours had that experience of living truly as my most sacred self, my, you know, the, the quantum field version of me, if you would, I'm a, I'm not, I'm a non-religious person, but I do believe in, you know, a higher order. If <laughs> I'm not going to go there, but however you want to interpret that, yeah. whatever sacred means to you. You're in and, safe company. You can go there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. <laughs> what happened is that I became so aligned with the deepest, truest version of me that I began to experience synchronicity daily. And it my life actually truly started to become magic. And my business started just exploding. I met my soulmate. I had lots of many really amazing things happen. I'm like, okay, so what's going on here? <laughs> like, you know, wow. I just have this message from God and then all of a sudden, boom, everything goes magic. I'd been studying quantum physics for quite a while, and I began to really understand distinctly the steps involved in creating this magic. So I've begun literally using it with, I mean, I obviously I'm using it in my own life, and it still feels like magic since January. 
And, you know, a lot of my clients are starting to have these experiences and rather than it like propelling them someplace they hadn't been going, most of my clients actually are already moving in a direction of wanting to live purposefully. And so their their ideas, their innovations, their visions of who they're going to become is just really rapidly evolving faster than I ever imagined could happen. One of my clients is a young woman who's developing this network of practitioners and providers called a project called Life. And it's just starting to boom and and evolve in ways that she never imagined. And and most of my clients are having those kinds of experiences that literally life is just fast track, you know, their lives are fast tracking, their businesses are fast tracking. And and so I'm feeling like, oh, this is well beyond anything I ever imagined I would be able to bring into the world. And perfect timing, right? Like it couldn't have happened more more deliberately, you know, in my mind, synchronistically, right at the time that we're giving up hope. Because yeah. boy, the world's starting to look like crap, isn't it? And yeah. like, where where is the hope that we have for what's next? So I I call I mean I'm I don't know what I'm going to call this yet. It feels like reality creation and you know daring to dream. And I'm I'm sort of exploring all kinds of words. Nice, nice. Can I ask a question? So, what was was it this most recent? experience that was the catalyst or maybe take us back we're kind of looking i know there, there's there's been you've had some challenges in your past you have yeah. to overcome some things was was there some moments along the way that brought you to this work that yeah were, i think and that's a yeah. great question brandon you know and certainly i've my life's been the most tumultuous journey a person could possibly imagine. Mm. Pretty difficult childhood, you know, family of origin had abuse and neglect. My mother was undiagnosed mental health issues. So lots and, you know, decades of trauma to overcome, move past. And yet I heard voices as a child and I knew that, and I, I was told that I was here to do something important, which kept those voices kept speaking to me despite a lot of adolescent, young adulthood, I was pretty depressed and suicidal, wanted to leave the planet. And I just kept hearing the voice, nope, can't go, can't go. <laughs> You've got work to do. And so I just kept doing my work. And I would have these, you know, peaks and valleys of, wow, life's really going amazingly. And I want to grab onto this. And, and then, you know, something else would happen. And always the valleys were important lessons that I had needed to learn and or capacities that, I mean, you know, things I had to learn and develop the capacities to overcome it myself, which became the fodder for my work in the world. So everything that I experienced as a human overcoming my own initial challenges and trauma were the seeds or the blessings that allowed me to then bring it into the world. And so I had experienced these shortish phases of magic. And so I knew what I was looking for. Mm. I just didn't know how to create it. And I didn't know if you actually could experience it over, you know, like completely, like it's a new phase of life. And so those little glimpses, the brief glimmers of, oh, I want more of that because that's actually going to let me be live fully in myself and with meaning. It's interesting because Often when people are going through trauma, going through depression, they, they, they hear voices also, 
what inside of you told you that those voices were friendly and helpful versus somebody trying to maybe steer you in the wrong way? Well, I had those two. <laughs> so there's, you know, two kinds of voices. Okay. And, and I also do the work, do, I do voice dialogue and internal family systems, you know, therapeutic work, which is really dealing with the internal voices or chatter, the, you know, the critical voices that keep us from fully being ourselves, which are the result of, you know, parts of our life that were traumatic and literally we have fractured subpsychic parts hmm. that need to be expressed in order to help us understand what was fractured what what has been repressed from childhood that i now need to acknowledge and integrate in order to become a whole human so i you know i didn't know back then as an adolescent and as a young sure. adult or even into my 30s like what are all these voices? Mm. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Like some of them were you go be cheerleading and others were like, you know, don't do that. It's not safe. So, mm. you know, I just kept studying and studying and studying and trying to figure out. And so now I can discern and I help my clients discern, you know, there are the voices that we, even those critical voices, we need to acknowledge and illuminate and allow them to give us the messages of what was what was repressed in childhood in order to, again, integrate it and become whole. And then there's the voices are, you know, of, you know, wherever you believe they come from, higher self or other beings, you know, inter interdimensionally, which I also connected. There's all those voices. And so it is a lot to navigate. It is, is a lot. And there's not, I mean, it, it's it's becoming more prevalent now, but I imagine as you were trying to figure this out, there was a lack of resources and probably a ton oh, yeah. of confusion and frustration, yeah. right? Trying to like, what what's going on with me? Like, yeah. you know, why yeah, am I yeah. not like everybody else? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I well, I've I've never really considered myself normal, and you know, even thirty five ish years of therapy didn't do much for me to help figure all this out. I just had to keep digging and. You know, I, I have a doctorate in human organizational development and I'm a master coach and I'm certified energy healer and, you know, psychic extraordinaire. So I just kept moving one foot in front of the other, knowing I had to find answers or it wasn't worth staying because it was mm. all too confusing and too hard. And I was doing a lot of suffering back then. You know, when you're living with those kinds of circumstances, life is really really challenging and it's tough to see you know i call it and i now call myself the queen of silver linings because all those things i had to overcome taught me like oh there's something coming at me wonder what it's going to bring and you know so mm -hmm. i can now each and every circumstance that shows up i know even though i'm uncomfortable and i may be experiencing a little bit of pain or grief or something there's something here that's unbelievably useful and rewarding for me to dive right in, go in it, have the experience, and boom, I count my off the other side. It's like, oh, that's what that was about. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying today's show as much as I am. This is some really fun material to get into. To find out more about Holly and her work and her story, uh, you want to go to Emergence Institute. Net. And she's got several free resources she mentions on the show. One of the ones I'm going to get my hands on right away is her book, The Golden Thread, which really helps people identify their purpose. One of the parts of this 
show that I enjoy is how, you know, Bob asked a question of, is this painful to go through the process of finding your purpose? And the answer was resounding, no way. So I'm excited to get my hands on that resource and I hope you will too. Back to the show. You're listening to The Innovative Founder. Now, back to your hosts, Bob Rignaris and Brandon Boyd. So how long did it take you to figure out that formula? Because I, I and, and I guess I got a two-part question, but when did, when did that kind of kick in for you? Cause it said, you know, there was a lot of sounds like traditional therapy work mm-hmm. around working oh. through things, which I think a lot of people do I dare say are, are dissatisfied with. It's like, it, no. it, it helps to a point, but it's like, right. they're not getting past or they're not getting through it, whatever it is. For me, it was plant medicine that got me into uh-huh. it and meditation and, mm-hmm. and, and those types of tools. What was the breakthrough for you? What was this kind of idea? Like, wow, I keep, trying this, the traditional method is not necessarily working. What, what, what got you past that? Yeah, that's a great question, Brandon. I think, you know, maybe like you, the, the thing that was most significant for me was getting quiet inside, which, Mm. you know, I use meditation. I also use nature. I spend a lot of time out in, you know, literally deep woods. Mm. And it wasn't till I realized that I had to be connected internally, you know, quiet, listen, observant, and develop a witness capacity that Mm. I could be still long enough to allow the thing that was trying to transform me to do its thing and I could be witness to it all and not just get sucked into the trauma and the pain and the grief and the suffering of it. So I I do believe I, I've been meditating for quite a while now and you know and I do plant medicine and breath work and all kinds of things, but it's that stillness and then the witness capacity that we develop to stand back from our our internal emotional you know, pain body and, and examine like, what's, what is the point of this thing that I'm having as a human? And I I think I began to just really know that, you know, I'm a spiritual being living in a human body and I don't bypass. I'm, I'm actually here really to do it, (laughs) like have the deepest darn experience that I can that I can get as much as I can. And it was, you know, it was a while before that happened. I meditated probably five years before I really, I mean, not that that's anybody else's experience. Some people do it immediately, but it took me a while because of all the trauma. So, and I did a lot of trauma recovery work, you know, studied with initially Peter Levine and somatic experiencing and I've done so much trauma recovery, including the IFS work that lessened the impact of the trauma residue in my body. So our somas carry all that trauma. And when things show up and we haven't done the trauma recovery, we, you know, we automatically react. It's our nervous systems are on overload. So Mm. I think both those things, learning to get quiet and then lessening the impact of my somatic expression or experience of of life happening. Hmm. Okay. Let me ask this question. When, I mean, clearly, there's a new acceptance, I think, out there of people looking, a new interest and in, in acceptance of alternative methodologies for, for healing and growth and, and letting go and recovery. Again, going back to traditional methods have a point that they were to, but then there's, there's people are kind of looking for new ideas. How did you turn your personal experience with your own healing into 
Emergence Institute and coaching. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm chuckling a little because I have to be careful about who I talk to plant medicine about. I'm such a evangelist for it. It's been so uh-huh. powerful in my own life, but you know, and, and, and even kind of, you know, I call them, Bob laughs at me. I call them my woo woo friends, mm-hmm. you know, cause I psychic and the energy work and, and, and meditation. Yeah. And like, and it's funny is the more I look around the more I kind of talk to people, like everybody's kind of like, Hmm, I'm going to try something different and new. Yeah. How did you go from maybe a traditional view of, of healing and therapy Mm-hmm. to the more metaphysical that we'll call the woo-woo and yeah. then turn that into a business. How, how do you yeah. approach somebody and say, Hey, can I do some energy work on you? And you know, <laughs> Hey, you want to do some ayahuasca and we go down some rabbit holes together. Yeah. You know? And I certainly suss out people before I have those conversations because I work with yeah. a really huge range of people, you know, corporate C-suite yeah. and, you know, energy healers themselves. So there was a point in my journey in the, early 2000s. And, you know, not only did I have all that trauma recovery to do, but I because, because I was in nature, and I was an extreme athlete, I had ruined my soft tissue and had mm-hmm. I, I and I had developed like 12 <laughs> disorders <laughs> related to just my, 12, excess, just 12, excessive, like just 12. <laughs> Classic overachiever. Holly. Wow. Yeah, well, I was trying to figure it out. And I was using every way I could figure it out. So I was seeing an internist, I was back in the traditional medical system at that point, And I, I remember the day I went to the internist, bless his heart, you know, <laughs> who would want to work with me. And I had my handwritten list of 12 disorders. And I'm like, please, doctor, can't you, can you resolve any of these? Can we just tackle mm. one? And he's like, Holly, I'm so sorry. There's, there's nothing I can do for you. These are mm. permanent conditions. Mm. So what I can do is send you to a pain clinic in Denver and, you know, and they can work with you. And I'm like, no effing way. Like they'll, I'm not gonna, numb you. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. I'm not living that life. And that's when I said, okay, I'm gonna do absolutely everything there is to uncover how to get to the root of this stuff. And I'm I'm either gonna figure it out or I'm gone. Like I'm I'm yeah. done. And I had I had given myself permission when my children turned both turned 18. And so I had youngish children still at this time. And I wasn't going to leave the planet while they're still young. I, I I was really committed and and said, okay, I've got some years here to figure this out. And if by that time, I, you know, it's still not resolved, I give myself permission to go. And, and so that's when I literally set out to find everything I could possibly find. And so I did start with energy work, wasn't called energy medicine at the time, I studied several different forms, including Reiki and Theta and a couple of other odd <laughs> things, and then found my current energy practitioner, you know, kind of a homegrown methodology in Northern California. And I studied that for a decade. And then, you know, I found Peter Levine's work, which is much more traditional and based in science, but also pretty out there. I mean, you know, I've, I've done a lot of things. And then sure. I I didn't personally turn to plant medicine until recently. I had, uh, living in Northern California, everybody I knew used it and said, oh, Holly, come join us. And I just kept getting the message, nope, don't do it. Don't Mm. need it. It's not going to be useful. And then I moved to Austin, Texas temporarily, and somebody approached me for a psilocybin ceremony. And I heard, yep, this is the one. Like, what? (laughs) After all these years? You've been telling me no, and now you tell me yes. Mm. 
And I had, I did it twice with this particular company. I had the most phenomenal experiences. I had a rebirth similar to Stan Groff's work. If you're familiar with Stan yeah, Groff's work. I am. Um, Love it. Very heavy. And I had energy. like the total rebirth experience mm -hmm. on psilocybin organically, wasn't guided through it. Wow. And then the second experience, I actually was taken to do, you know, and, and here I'm like, I'm pretty far along in my journey at this point. So I think this is not a common you know, psychedelic experience, but I was taken to heal collective trauma. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. I'm totally a convert, believe it's really powerful medicine and, you know, among many other things. Good, 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 good. <laughs> We're going to get along just fine. Yeah. <laughs> Holly, this is this is literally Brandon and I's conversations all the time because yeah. Brand, oh, Brand, Brandon, yeah, is, Brandon is definitely experimenting with this stuff not just experimenting yeah. like use i i would say strategically very intentionally yeah intention is yeah. strategy I, I don't want to imply it casually at all yeah like, no no it's no I, and I'm, I'm relatively new to it last couple of years and the idea that comes to mind is the idea of disruption you, you know we've all heard the quote that says you know you can't solve a problem with the same frame of mind right. that you created it well i'm you know as you were talking earlier i was thinking well you know what 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 psilocybin mushrooms ayahuasca other tools they actually change your mind they actually shift your mind and kind of disrupt the you know the common everyday mind that we're so used to using and so used mm -hmm. to you know using it like a hammer or, or whatever ton of tool and what these tools do is temporarily kind of shift you out of that type of mind and it reintroduce mm -hmm. you to a new mind mm -hmm. and oh let's solve some problems from this perspective and it's like wow what a beautiful tool that is yeah. um I'm a big I, fan. I, I considered it, it, it loosens the egoic constrict, you know, strictures or constraints, mm -hmm. our need to be control and dominating our experience. And I often, you know, like, we don't actually really need these minds like we used to, we're not living in that linear mechanistic world anymore. And mm -hmm. everything we ever need is out here around us in the field, if we can access it. So the less my mind is involved, the better my life goes. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Holly, how did you make the shift from I'm going to help myself to I need to help others? What what was the catalyst for that? You know, and, and I forgot to answer that part of the question. Thanks That's for bringing fine. me back. I have been a coach for almost 40 years in some form or another. And I started out as a wellness coach and then moved into other forms. I was a conflict coach and then I'm making my life coach. And, and then I started doing my current work. And so it wasn't a matter of me shifting away from something into, but as I evolved and came to understand healing and living a more potentiated life, I began to use the tools that I had been gaining all those years and my own form of coaching and what it is I do in the world has shifted to reflect you know, my own journey. I created, oddly, I created Emergence Institute just a couple of years ago. I published my book, The Golden Thread in 2020 as the pandemic was beginning. Hmm. So it published April 2020, a month after we were all in lockdown. And at the same time, somebody hacked and destroyed my website, which was okay. Hollywood's coaching. <laughs> <laughs> and I had been getting messages that I needed to rebrand and start over. And I just, eh, later, I don't have time right now. And, and I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't listen. So I guess now I get to do that. So I decided wow. 
I decided on emergence. I mean, I've studied the science of emergence and I really understand it as, you know, everything. It, it's just sort of the natural laws of nature that everything comes apart, is deconstructed and then put together back in a higher order. And that's what emergence literally means is that we we evolve by coming apart, you know, the suffering of humanity or the dissolution of structures or whatever, in order that we can become a more evolved, more productive, more, you know, into the field experience. And the only thing that really captured my life was to talk about emergence, because that's who I am. I literally am constantly coming apart and putting myself back together, like Humpty Dumpty, <laughs> except I'm putting Humpty Dumpty back together uh, or differently. And so that's what I do with people. And and it also then allows me to continue to live into the next version of my work in the world, which is really just a reflection of how I'm evolving. You know, I'm I'm sort of the best case study for my work. Interesting. So Interesting. when somebody comes to you for help, how what what's their language? What's like how do they know they're ready to work with you? What what's the internal dialogue or the external dialogue yeah, that goes, "Hey, I, I I need help." Most people that I work with have a longing of doing something that matters both to them and to the world. And that means, you know, generally the people I work with have been doing a significant amount of personal spiritual development for a while. You know, they've they've been seeking answers to life. They've been trying to figure out, well, what's it about and what, what really would matter to me and what makes me feel good and how do I work through this trauma? So they've been asking all those questions for quite a while, you know, anywhere from five to 40 years, literally. And so they have this knowing that there's something I'm supposed to be doing and contributing here as as a growing human that will not only fulfill me because I'm not I'm not loving life I'm not doing what I really want to do and I want to have more of that but I also want to make an impact I I see what's around me and I know that I'm supposed to be doing something here on the planet to help resolve this dilemma and I want to create a sustainable life you know I don't want to go live the life of a pauper and and mm. just be a do-gooder. And so these are the people who are generally they've had some level of success. Either they've owned their own businesses that did well, or they've had successful careers, that they've had some experience of doing important good work in the world, and yet it's not been enough. Mm. So I work, you know, everybody from people who are trying to start a business as solopreneur to, you know, very successful CEOs or founders who've you know, ex are exiting their business or looking for the next thing and everything in between. And and do you find, Holly, that they still have significant or some personal work to do in addition to <laughs> the business? Like I imagine you're you're working with your left hand and your right hand at the same time. Left hand's yeah. working on them and right hand's yeah. working on the business. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's there's three kinds of work literally that I do. And one of them is to get deep purpose clarity. What is what is it your soul brought you here to do? The very distinct one of a kind version of you that's, you know, it's not a project or an initiative or a you know sustainability goal. It's what's living inside of you and what wants to be expressed. 
and at the same time also working on the limiting beliefs and the doubts and the distractions, the habits, the ways of being that keep us from living our most evolved self. So no matter where you are, I mean, I, as I said, I'm bringing in the next level of my work and I still have limiting beliefs, yeah. right? And I've been yeah. doing this for, you know, 40 something years. So when we're always facing the next version of us, it means that I am moving into a higher vibration and there is some part of me that's still holding on or resisting or dragging me back. So it doesn't matter how many successful things you've done in life. Every time you're transitioning to that new one, there's another set of factors that want to keep you restrained. So yes, always, always people, there's always things that, you know, I've, I've worked with very successful founders of, you know, $500 million businesses who, you know, I'm exiting that I want to do, I think I want to do this now, but I just don't believe in myself. And I, mm. <laughs> the imposter syndrome exists everywhere among at all every, at every level, at every mm. level. Yeah. I mean, no different there than somebody who's like, Oh, I think I want to start a new business. <laughs> yeah. And I, you, you mentioned the word linear. I think what well, it, it's a perfect summation is like, I, I'm not going to first fix myself before I can start a business. Like I, what I'm hearing and what I've experienced is imperfect people start businesses and yes. can still contribute to the world while yeah. still being imperfect and, and working on themselves. Right. Yeah. And you can even fail at that business. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't keep going because you know, whatever you learned from a, an initial failure is going to be fodder for the next thing that you liberate in the world. You know, mm -hmm. I had a, you know, I had a really very successful failure last summer. I tried to launch, Do tell. A, Do tell. I tried yeah. to launch a new product We've had a few. Uh, called the purpose launch lab. And I was committed to developing this incubator for these businesses that would walk them through the process I'd been using for decades and, you know, purpose flywheel. And I did the la la la. I had a big funnel, everything, you know, you can imagine. And I, I knew that, I mean, I'd been told and begged for years, like, Holly, please. And yet it didn't sell. Like it hit with a thud. Mm. Like, wow, what the thud. heck? So, I mean, I think, and I, you know, in retrospect, we were in the middle of pandemic, like what the hell, what was I thinking? Second thing that just, I just figured out literally is this work isn't, so the third part of my purpose flywheelers, you know, purpose precision, mindset mastery, and what I was calling total traction. And you can't implement this kind of business with typical traction tools, which I use with corporate clients. Mm. I mean, I, you know, I can do that strategic work and know how to get businesses going along those lines. But this kind of work requires something different. It wasn't until January when I had that experience. And the, oh, the whole dreaming thing, the reality creation, that's it. That's the third piece. Like, oh, that's why it mm. failed. I, and, you know, like, yes, there's a reason we fail because something's not quite right. And so yeah. giving yourself permission to learn and allow and, you know, I felt I felt pretty horrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that big thud. Right. That's been yeah. Fun, I mean, you know, you're not you're not celebrating failure in the moment because it feels like shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, it hurts. <laughs> Yeah. Right. It hurts. Yeah, for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. I was pretty disillusioned. Well, like, but, what? <laughs> like, well, what? We, 
I was told once that pain is the great awakener. And without that pain, you would have never gotten the third piece of the puzzle. Right. You know, which was necessary right. for, for you to be an effective coach. Right. 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 Yeah. And I mean, and it because I was so confused, I just like, I, I don't know. It works. It works one on one. Why wouldn't this work in a, you know, so I just was so confused. I just had to keep digging and digging and digging and, mm. and allowing it to, you know, emerge in me literally. And so it mm. wasn't, it was like six months later that it felt like, and it, it emerged in me. And then it really wasn't until like a month and a half ago, like, oh, the big insight, you know, so it took a while and I had to be patient yeah. to allow it to emerge. So mm. I had to come apart in order to come back together in a higher order. Hey, we're hoping you are enjoying this fascinating conversation with Holly. And we were struck uh, during this conversation a little bit about how our work kind of coincides with Holly's at Feet Stories. You know, one of the things that we know is that for you to be successful on video, you need two things, clarity and confidence. The more you have clarity about who you are and what you do and how you serve the world, the more confident you're gonna be and the better video you're gonna produce. And that really comes across when you put that video together and when you put that video out and deploy it in the world. So if you're in a position where, maybe if you're in the position where you're still gaining clarity and looking for that confidence, we have a bunch of resources that could help you. Head over to feedstories.com and get clarity, get confidence and be ready to get video done. Now back to the show. You're listening to The Innovative Founder. Now, back to your hosts, Bob Regnaris and Brandon Boyd. We've had similar kind of ahas, Brandon and I. So, you know, we, we put clients on camera. It's a really vulnerable thing for them, right? To be in front of the camera and sell themselves, right? It's not a natural thing that people do. And for the most part, we have really successful engagements, but we've had a couple over the years where the, the, it was just a colossal failure. There's, there's no other way to put it. Like the, mm -hmm. the videos fell flat and mm -hmm. we're like, okay, well, we, we employed the same strategies. We, we did the same thing we do with all the clients, but what ended up happening is this, this particular client I'm thinking of scheduled three different sessions. Like mm -hmm. we literally filmed the same thing three different times. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, well, what we came to understand with some hindsight was this, this individual lacked a ton of confidence around what they were doing and really in their own mind, yeah. lacked clarity about what it is they were trying to do. And I imagine that you come across a lot of that where people come yeah. into you, they just don't have the confidence in themselves because they don't really have a, clar a clarity on their mission. So yeah. how do you take somebody from that point of like, I think I have something here. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you know, you talk about the golden thread, maybe, maybe that's something that a tool use. And maybe you could talk a little bit about that in regards to like, how do you get from this point of confusion or uncertainty, unsurety to I'm confident and I'm clear yeah. and now I can communicate my vision to the world. Yeah, that's a great question, Bob. You know, and especially during the pandemic when we all had time to do the navel gazing that we did <laughs> in the fishbowl, the navel gazing in the fishbowl mm -hmm. of the pandemic, you know, we as humanity evolved. And, and what that means is that we all became more aware of our internal milieu and of the internal 
you know, mechanisms of others. And so we saw ourselves both internally and relative and then realized this is a part of stages of consciousness work that I do that, oh, I am special. There is something unique about me. And maybe I want to express that in the world. The golden thread is my version of, and it literally, I saw the golden thread in my clients' lives, literally, oh, wow, this is real. It's, my conception is that it's our soul pulling us along, nudging us, prodding us, you know, causing us to keep moving forward over time throughout the stages of our life as we are developing, doing the normal human development journey and, you know, having the ups and downs, the peaks and troughs of experience so that we can express our fullest capacities and then have an experience it's like, oh, I don't know how to do that. I'm going to have to figure that out or it's going to keep hurting. And so we learn something and then you go back up and you express it and then you learn again. And that's normal human development. And our soul is actually guiding us along on this path. So we have our very explicit, independent, individuated expression of that. I, I believe that our soul is, you know, is the unique individuated expression of spirit writ large. And that each of us has a soul that has facets or, you know, a mission to of things to accomplish here on the planet. And so I'm able to see in my work with people what their golden thread is. What is it their soul has been drawing them forward to do? And then what we look at is, well, what's the next expression? And so as I'm working with people to get that deep clarity. And I, you know, I say that there's a scientist who came up with an equation that the chance of any one of us living here on the planet in this time, in this form is one in 480 quadrillion. So there is nobody like you anywhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow. You don't exist, you know, outside of this experience of you in this human body. So there is no such thing as competition. It's ridiculous for to think that anybody's competing with us and what our soul is wanting us to express. And so I, through this golden thread work, which includes a, you know, a lot of storytelling and a lot of what I call direct and indirect methods. I have a lot of different methods I use. We get deep, deep clarity. And at the same time are doing this liberation work, you know, freeing yourself. And in that process, you gain the clarity and the courage to be yourself, which means I'm more confident in the world because I know who I am. I have faith. I'm going to plant that flag now that I'm really certain about it. And I'm going to practice being me. And that's really what gaining confidence is. I'm just practicing being me, right? Hmm. Because we don't want, you can't gain confidence if you're in the world pretending to be something that you're really not. None of us, there's not, a, right. that's not authentic courage. I love that definition. You know, this idea of there's, there's so much, you know, what do I, I call it? Personal development, porn, productivity, porn out there that, you know, yeah. it, it, you know, entrepreneur porn, it's all there where you just, you get yeah. fed this idea that confidence into something over there. You have to go get when it's actually right. getting really comfortable in your own skin. And that takes time and healing and, you know, figuring that out, right? Instead Completely. of I'm gonna artificially stick my chest out and, and fake it till I make it. And yeah, yeah. no, yeah. it doesn't no, work. No, I'm right there with you, Brandon. <laughs> it just doesn't work. So yeah. Holly, your, your story is amazing. Could, could, <laughs> could you brag about anyone you're working with that wouldn't mind hearing you talk about them on, on a show like this? 
without naming um, names. Without naming names. I, I would brag for hours about all of my clients. They're, you know, just, I just, first of all, let me say, I feel like I'm among the most blessed people on the planet to get to do what I do and to have had my life to get here to do that. You know, like I feel very blessed to have had this ridiculous life. One of my clients, without naming names, is a former young award-winning documentary filmmaker who did some remarkable work in films. And then he went into advertising, took that skill and and went in and, and made a ton of money, you know, just really did very well and good work. But at some point he said, I, I can't do this anymore. You know, I feel like I'm just milking the man and, and money mm. is not really what I'm here about. So he kind of gave it up, had a lot of savings. He has been on this several year journey. And um, so he'd been doing a lot of personal development work and a lot of plant medicine and he found me and said, I'm ready. I just don't know what it is. I have mm. no idea. Do I make another film? Do I, you know, build a community? And so I helped him get really deep clarity about who he is. He goes by the lighthouse moniker, moniker of lighthouse. He's a lighthouse, which kind of gives away a little bit. And and so he and and really, I, I'm actually just about to release the blog. What I what I believe is that there's cultural genocide of our dreams, of our purpose. We live in a society that just wants to destroy any dreams we have for ourselves and our life and what we're here to do. And most people who come to me have a sense of who they're supposed to be, but they just, they, there's, you know, we're all imposters living as humans. So this young man has begun to do several of these. He is creating a new documentary film. He is starting, he has a big vision about creating lighthouse communities in every, you know, major region of the U.S. And he's begun that process. He's actually working with another group to create some blueprints for how to create these enlivened regenerative communities that, you know, many of us might be living in in the near future that are more self-sustainable and can, you know, keep us going if things do fall apart. He's organizing several other young groups of millennials and young people in, in order to get them enthused. So he's applying himself in numerous ways now that he's fully cognizant and ready and committed to living as, you know, this very awake, enlivened lighthouse that he is. Sure. Um, and obviously, Holly, everybody's different. But for this individual, how long did that take before it clicked for him? Well, we, I tend to work with most people for about six months. And okay. for most people, it doesn't take longer than that. You know, periodically, I'll work with someone for longer a year. As I've gotten more awakened and evolved, it's actually taking less time now. So mm -hmm. I get further with most of my clients. And generally, we start making huge progress into the clarity and the liberation, you know, in month three or four. And that means we're building the thing, the last part of our work together. I do stay in touch with all my clients and love hearing stories. You know, another, I, I mean, I have so many stories I can tell. <laughs> Holly, does it hurt? How much does it hurt? Does it hurt? <laughs> yeah. Does it hurt going through this work? No pain, oh, no, no gain. No, you know, most people think it's going to hurt. 
Yeah. yeah. Like hurt. No. In fact, every session they walk away, like it's like taking off a, a big overcoat or, mm-hmm. you know, a shoe that didn't fit or a hat that's like poorly constructed or, you know, I get to cut off you know, some, something attached to me that wasn't me like, Oh, thank God. I no longer have to do that. So I'd say it hurts less every time we meet, you know, and that doesn't mean nobody cries or, you know, has some challenging emotional experience, but it's, it's liberating. It's, it doesn't hurt. It's not like therapy, you know, it isn't like therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I had to ask the question for those. Yeah. Yeah, You know, and here's the, it is an interesting artifact. You know, I'm not a relationship coach. That's not what I'm doing. But I swear to God, every single person I work with, you know, because this affects every area of your life, right? So yeah. if you're in relationship and it's good and it's good, you know, and it's good enough to sustain, it gets better. If you're in a relationship that's not good and it really needs to end, I'm sorry, it's going to end. So I do have to warn people when they work with me. And and if you're not in relationship, Literally 99% of the people find a new relationship before we're done working. I cannot mm. tell you how many people I have I have worked with who either got divorced, got, you know, <laughs> in a serious relationship and married, or the relationship improved. In fact, I just had one of my former clients this week send me an email and say, We're having a baby. And like he didn't, he wasn't in relationship when we started working together. <laughs> and now he's having a baby. And that was just last, you know, last year we worked together. So it's quite it a happened. jump. <laughs> yeah. Really, because when you get clear here, alignment. And this is the quantum physics alignment. When you know your deep soul purpose, you create internal coherence. So all the cells, all the quarks in you start moving in the same direction. So you're in quarks or quirks, because I've got a lot of quirks. <laughs> Bob can tell you he might have some, but yes. I have a well, lot of them. Your quarks. That quarks. Have, OK, no, just checking. So your quarks that have <laughs> quirks realign. <laughs> and my quirks. Good. Good. Thank God. And then you create an external coherence with the world around you. And then you begin to resonate with that environment, which magnetizes people and opportunities, which creates fulfillment of your deepest soul desires, which creates synchronicity. So Mm. that's the that's the nutshell about how synchronicity happens. Which why it feels and looks like magic to people. Which is Mm -hmm. why it feels effortless. Because most of their life, it's been a struggle of not fitting in, feeling like you don't belong or yeah. feel like you're running into brick walls. And all of a sudden, when you're in resonance, suddenly you are attracting the right opportunities instead oh. of the wrong opportunities. And and we're a love culture it. that loves our hard work. We love the hard yeah. work. We love the slog. We love to brag about how hard we work when something doesn't feel hard. And this is one of my own quark quirks is having to realize that that was something that was kind of ingrained in me growing up. If it's not hard, it's not worth it. Yes. So when things are flowing and they're fun and they're easy and it's enjoyable, like, wait a minute, it doesn't feel like work. I must be lazy. I must not be working. And that's the productivity porn aspect. Of yeah, it. yeah, it is. Yeah. And I mean, you know, a great indicator of being on purpose, living in flow with your purpose is that if it's hard, 
stop doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Not that you don't need to work. Like you have to show up and do the work, take the action. But if it's really hard and you're efforting, stop, just stop. (laughs) It's it's interesting. On that note, I just wrote down a quote the other day I heard, you know, on TikTok, of course, because that's where all the, you know, really legitimate news comes from. (laughs) But it says it was from a channeler, which, you know, here we go woo -woo again. But I know you can appreciate this, Holly, is uh, if at first you don't succeed, redefine success. Yeah. You know, what do we, what have, what have we used to saying is if you first don't succeed, you try and try and try again and you bang your head up against the wall. And yeah. so I thought that was interesting. Something I'm yeah. contemplating. What's yeah. your crystal ball? What, what, what do you see happening? So you've been, it sounds like in a very traditional way of therapy counseling. And, and I love how many times you've said, I, I, I kept searching, I kept looking like you intuitively knew Ah, it's kind of working and it's supposed to work because this is mainstream, but it's not. And it took you to the different versions of yourself. What do you see happening here? You know, as we come out of this pandemic, as the world is going through some major, you know, shifting in its vibration, in my opinion, what do you see happening? What does it look like in the future? And and so this, this is why I'm doing, I'm doing the work I'm doing now and about to release this group program. I I think we had, there are two, I mean, obviously there's more than two paths, but the two things that I see as most like two visions that I can hold simultaneously is, do we believe in the current reality that, you know, that it's all folding, that humanity is devolving, that the world around us is collapsing and it's going to end up in doomsday. So that is one version of reality or, you know, many versions in there. Or can we really literally, those of us who are awake enough and committed to living a different version, can we envision another way that has to do with us dreaming what it is we want in our own lives and for the the world, the collective humanity, for the planet, and be in partnership with the planet and literally create magic? And allow that to happen. And so I'm going full bore in the latter version of reality. And I I, I know it to be true. It lives in me. And that's why I'm committing the next, you know, however many decades of my life to that version. And I just hope people will come along on the ride with mm. me and, you know, and the many thousands of others who are moving in that direction. I can't predict obviously because it depends on all of us what which train are we getting on that's beautiful I think we get to we get to choose right mm-hmm. I mean, to... so brandon this feel this felt to me like that was also her rant I yes don't know. well <laughs> sure we we at the end of the show we like to towards the end we like to do a, you know the 60 second rant or the soapbox where you know you can rant from anything about what you you don't like a certain brand of shoes to you know where the world is going so so sure yeah, that was it, my rant um, know, i mean and, it, and, it, and the last thing i would add if you'll allow me is that yes. it has to start with you it has to start with each of us committing to living our most significant life our purpose driven life however you want to describe it, what lives in you that is a puzzle piece for this, you know, puzzling time in humanity. We each have a part of the solution. And if we don't offer our own piece of the solution, we're not going to make it. Well, the solution, a a solution will be forced upon us. Hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, if you can call it a solution, I think. Right. Well, it's, um, it's a, de- it's a decision, you know, when mm-hmm. you rely on government or religion or, 
right. a business or anything to save you or provide a solution that's not authentic with you, it's not going to, it's not going to feel right. Yeah. So totally resonate with that. Holly, could you, you've been amazing. Uh, mm -hmm. What an amazing conversation. Yes. We would love for you to share with, first of all, we, we, we will share these resources with our audience, but we want to know Thank what's you. the best way to get a hold of you. Remind us of your book again, just to give us some of the, the yeah, pertinent details. Sure. And just thank you again. <laughs> Yeah. Let me show up as me. Absolutely. Not yes. that I could do any other anything else, but I, you know, it's so nice to be in conversation with people who resonate truly. So I'm emergenceinstitute.net, and that's emergence, not emergency or emergent. You know, I could have chosen an easier, easier name. You can go to my website fill out the contact form. I, I would really encourage you to download some of the stuff on my website. I've got a number of free resources, including a free audio course that helps you find your golden thread. So go get that. It's free. Mm -hmm. And people tell me that it changed their lives. So institute.net slash get started, I think is that page where okay. all the resources are. My, my book is The Golden Thread, Where to Find Purpose in the Stages of Your Life. It was published 2020. There's also a free, I think I have a free intro chapter on the website, pretty sure I do, but it's also available, you know, on Amazon and all the other bookstores. Feel free to reach out. I, yeah. you know, I, I do free discovery calls. If you get on my list, you'll get the information about the upcoming group course. I'm going to do a beta version this fall. And I really want to take people into magic. Let's start making magic. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. So if your inner if your inner self is going, start working with Holly. Like, don't ignore it. Absolutely. Well, this thank is you. this has been again just a great conversation, mm -hmm. Holly. Thanks for sharing thank yourself you. with us for the past hour. So appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. I had thank so much you, fun. <laughs> Good stuff. Y'all have a great day. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to The Innovative Founder with Bob Regnerus and Brandon Boyd, a show featuring the real stories of entrepreneurs making their beautiful dent in the world. If you like the show, let us know by leaving a rating. If you're an innovative business founder yourself with a story to tell, then you might just be our next guest. Reach out to us on InnovativeFounder.com and tell us your story. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on The Innovative Founder.